Hello Patriots, welcome back to Survival Defense Tactics, helping you take care of yourself so others won't have to. You can always go to anchor.fm and sign up for listener support if you'd like. There's also a way that you can leave a voice message or feedback on any episode you so choose. If you could leave some feedback, that'd be great. Also go to YouTube, hit like and share if you like the YouTube videos. I'm fixing to start making a few more videos and getting them put out as well. Today's topic is, you need your people. No matter how big or small your group is, you need to keep a few things in mind. If your prepper survival group is five people, good. If it's 500 people, good. It doesn't matter what size your group is. As the old saying goes, there is safety in numbers. So here's one thing I want you to keep in mind about the size of your survival prepper group and this is not just for survivalists and preppers this could be your motorcycle club your gun club whatever maybe you and a bunch of buddies get together and go fishing either way this is really geared towards preppers and survivalists not everyone is a security shooter but everyone needs to be able to be a defensive shooter and by that I mean if you've got, say, 50 people in your group, not all 50 people have to be security-type forces. They don't have to be all perimeter guards. They don't all have to be, you know, strapped up 24-7, walking around with 18 guns on them and 47 knives. This is something that you'll have to figure out per the size of your group. How many people would be the security part of the detail and so on. By not having everybody as the security detail, that frees up a lot of people to do a lot of other important things. And in no way am I downplaying the security of your group. That's highly, highly important. But so are the rest of these topics we're going to talk about today. When I said that not everybody needs to be a security shooter, that's what I meant. Not everybody needs to be on the security detail. But I do believe... Every able-bodied person needs to be able to defend themselves. Worst case scenario, something happens, the grid goes down, World War III, whatever it's going to be, every single person in your group, if they are able-bodied, needs to be armed, and they need to be proficient with the firearm that they carry, if for no other reason, for self-defense. Keep in mind, we're talking about poop hitting the fan. It's not going to be Mayberry RFD. There's going to be a lot of stupidity and a lot of nonsense going on. I do believe every group member that's of age and able-bodied needs to be armed and good with that weapon. Next, I think every group should have a lead medic and at least a couple of tactical medics. Now, in my group, we have two tactical medics and a lead medic. I'm not going to mention their names or where they live. It's not important. What is important is our lead medic is an amazing lady. She has taught paramedic training for years. She is not a doctor. She's not any kind of a physician. But for our group, she's considered our group doctor. She has the absolute most knowledge medically of anybody else in our group. The two tactical medics, those guys are also on the security team. I am one of them. If somebody gets injured, 
we don't bring the doctor out to them if we can keep from it. And by doctor, I mean our lead medic, our paramedic. We get them out of the field and then get them back to her where she's safe. She's got all of her equipment and is more able to take care of whatever the accident or the injury is. That's very uh, need to do type stuff. You don't want to take your paramedic in the field if you can keep from it. You need to keep him or her safe and around all their gear. There's no way you're going to drag all of her gear out somewhere in the field for what turns out to be possibly just a sprained ankle or heat exhaustion. Get that patient out of the field and back to your medic. That's, what, that's the job of the tactical medic. They can do it medically to a degree, but their main focus is extraction. Get them out, get them someplace safe so that your team medic, your lead medic, can take over from there. Not every man has to be a shooter. Now, I say that wholeheartedly. We've got a guy in our group that when we first met, he told me straight up, I'm not much of a gun guy. Uh, maybe I could hit a deer if I had to. I'm just, I've never grown up or been around guns very much. That does not make him less valuable than anybody else in the group. In fact, it makes him just as equal as everybody else in the group because him not being a shooter makes him super handy somewhere else. You have to appreciate their chosen craft as crucial to your group. And in this guy's case, he happens to be a problem solver. And I, that's just the name I'm going to put on it. If you're in a grid down situation and your whole group's together, which would be perfect. We know that's not going to be the way it happens, but let's just pretend that it did. And you're all surviving and prepping and doing your own thing and not, you know, not messing with anybody else. You're just taking care of your own group. Imagine what happens at 2 o'clock in the morning when the toilet stops working. That's where this guy gets up and jumps into action. Now, I know that sounds kind of funny. You know, toilet not working is not really that big of a deal, right? Well, if the grid's down and the sewer pump stations aren't working anymore, well, this guy's actually very valuable. If he's going to get sanitation back up and running for your group, then you better believe he's valuable. No matter what his method or his means are, as long as it's productive. So him not carrying a gun doesn't faze me one bit. He doesn't have to shine with a gun. He shines elsewhere. Problem solvers, let me try that again in English. Problem solvers are vital to well-being. In addition to being able to get the sanitation back up and running, Maybe he's got ways of getting irrigation to your garden. Maybe he's got, you know, just whatever knowledge he's got. He's a problem solver. He or she are going to find ways to make the group run better as a whole. So yet again, doesn't have to tote a gun to be valuable. I can't stress that near enough. I was a member of a group where... All adults were required to be proficient with firearms. All males in the group that were adult were required to be on the security team. And I didn't like that. 
uh, uh, children were not allowed to participate. They could watch, but they did not get any kind of medical training. They didn't get any kind of food preservation or preparation training. They, nothing. They were, they were observers only. Children, all the way up to the age of 18, were not allowed to participate. And I think that's stupid. I think we should teach our young while they're young. Start setting some good habits for them. That way it'll carry on into life. Now, speaking of sanitation, do you have a guy or a gal that's good at sanitation? Keep in mind, without sanitation, disease runs rampant. If you don't have a sanitation guy, why don't you? Recruit one or educate one that you already have to, to be that guy or that girl. Doesn't matter. Just you really gotta you really gotta keep in mind if the grid goes down and the toilet stops working right because the sewer pump stations aren't working anymore. You are going to need sanitation more than ever. Diseases will start to run rampant. It is up to you to control it. How about cooks? Do you have people in your group that can make a meal out of almost nothing? What about gardeners? Hunters, fishermen, oddly enough, I'm going to say this and you're going to laugh at me, seamstress. Do you have somebody as good with a sewing machine? Yet again, the grid's down. You're not going to Walmart to buy a new pair of pants because you ripped the hole in the knee of that one that you're wearing. Repairs are going to have to be made. Instead of replacements, it's going to fall down under repair. So you need a good seamstress. And I don't say that lightly. I mean that. You've got to have people that can keep you up and running in every aspect of your group. Does your group have a system in place for educating the young ones? Especially if the crap hitting the fan lasts for a long period of time. Now, I'm not talking about college degrees and my baby can read, none of that stuff. I'm talking about simple education, pen, paper, and whatever method of chalkboard they come up with be it a chalkboard with chalk or a dry erase board with dry erase markers. Do you have anybody in your group to educate the children? Not only are they educating them, they're also keeping them out of harm's way while other things are being done, such as the gardening, the security, the hunting, the fishing, you know, the, the whatever it has to be done. I'm not saying children shouldn't participate. I'm not saying that at all. But there is a time where the children do need to be out from underfoot to make things work right. So if you don't have an educator in your group, you might want to enlist one. Or, like I said before, you might want to find somebody that's willing to step up to the challenge and take over in that area. Next topic. Are the children active in the group training? And if no, why not? Like I said before, it's our responsibility as adults and parents and grandparents, and so on, aunts, uncles, whatever, mentors. It is our responsibility to teach the young how to do what we do and do it safely and effectively. It's not just firearms training. There's a right way and a wrong way to grow a garden. You either grow one or you don't. There's a right way and a wrong way to hunt, to fish, to clean a wound and put a Band-Aid on it. It's up to us to teach them. That is our God-given duty, and we better take it serious because someday the wound might be on us. The illness might be us. 
and we need somebody that knows what they're doing and we can trust to do it the right way next do you have anybody in your group that knows how to do canning like canning vegetables or smoke meat in a smoker food preservation is very important in a grid down situation I can't stress this near enough your trips to Walmart are over when that happens Walmart shelves will be wiped out either bought out or looted you will go into that store risking life and limb and walk into a vacant building nothing left on the shelves that would be of any use to you so food preservation and food preparation is going to fall on your group if this is a weak area for you and I'm not saying that it is I'm saying that if it is there are all kinds of resources man the latter-day Saints book on preparation their uh, preppers manual that's a good investment I bought that years ago and absolutely love it cookbooks just every kind of food preservation book you can get your hand on if you need to build a solar steel get started if you need to build a Dakota fire pit or a smoker or whatever it is you need to do for long-term food preservation please get started on it because if you wait till the last minute the supplies you need are probably not going to be there anymore next very 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 important subject here if the grid's down Walmart's empty for the pharmacies so all that pharmaceutical medication that so-and-so was needing to get through their day is not going to be there anymore do you have an herbalist I'm very fortunate my group has two my wife is one and we have another lady that's just as knowledgeable about herbal medicine living off of plants the the herbal medicine industry way back when long before the FDA took over is the way common ailments and illnesses were taken care of <coughs> pardon me where the FDA got all their power from our government or when to me is still a mystery but the truth of the matter is herbal medicine still works works just as well now as it did 200 years ago 500 years ago the only thing that the FDA has done has made a profit off of their medication they do not recognize certain things to be medicine anymore so it's all about making money I said this in a podcast before the medical industry does not care about your health they care about your wallet and what you have in it and what they can get from it so you definitely definitely need an herbalist in your group for herbal medicines it's not all about warrior and fighters you need your support team and your support team is what I just got through telling you about your cooks your gardeners your small engine mechanics I mean you name it there are so many aspects of a prepper group uh, good example I have actually gone to school for small engine repair and that comes in handy for me because not only do I save money fixing my own lawn mowers and weed eaters but I also have a generator power goes out say it's an ice storm and here in Oklahoma we get ice storms almost every year not every single year but almost every year and when the power goes out it goes out from a few hours to a few weeks 
that generator I have will not power my entire home. And that's fine. I don't need it to. I do, however, need it to a couple hours a day, power up the freezers and make sure the food stays frozen. If the ice storm is that bad and I run out of fuel, I'll be putting food in ice chest, setting them in my backyard inside my fence, and leaving the lid barely cracked. Only enough to let the cold in. And I have a way of weighting the lids down so that stray dogs and cats and armadillos and whatnot can't get into it. There's a way to keep your food cold without having to worry about the predators taking over and stealing it from you. So being able to repair my own generator and keep it up is very useful knowledge, very handy. If you own a generator for emergency purposes and you do not know how to work on it, I would highly suggest you get a book, you take a class, you do something. And don't rely on YouTube videos when the power goes down, when the grid goes down. YouTube videos are probably not going to exist at that point. If you have to, buy a book. Do it now, order it, get it on its way, read it, study it, whatever you got to do, figure it out. If you want to take a class at like a Votech, take a class. Maybe you're good friends with the neighborhood small engine repair guy. Maybe that's all you need. Point being, have your resources ready and be ready. And for the love of God, don't wait till the last minute. The last minute thing, I promise you, it's already too late. If you wait till then, you have already shot yourself in the foot. And the whole purpose of being a prepper is to be prepared in advance. In a perfect world, all of us preppers and survivalists would be doing all of our practicing and our, our educating and learning all in vain because nothing would ever happen. No ice storms to knock the power out, no tornadoes, no hurricanes, no volcanic eruptions. None of that crap would happen. But the truth of the matter is, you know as well as I do, we do not live in a perfect world. We live in a world where if it can go wrong, it probably will go wrong, and I can bet you money it'll be at the worst possible time. Prepare now for later. You've hurt nothing by doing so. You've gained a lot. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe. God bless.